Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Pony Stampede podcast. Thanks for listening. SMU is coming off of a 34-31 win at Houston on Thursday night on an ESPN broadcast. It was the first win on the road at Houston for SMU since 2005. I mean, what a uh, what a game filled with ups and downs. And certainly when you kind of take stock of it uh, after the fact, there's a lot of questions now going forward as SMU is 8-0, but not without really a, a hefty price is what it looks like coming off of that game. I'm Billy Umbody, publisher of PonyStampede.com. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We're going to dive into a lot of reaction following the game and and certainly look at what this offense might look like with with uh, Reggie Robertson potentially out uh, for an extended period of time, potentially out for no time. But, I mean, look, he was in a walking boot after the game, and, and things just don't sound great uh, from what I'm hearing early on. So that'll be certainly one to watch. Uh, with Memphis coming up on Saturday, and and we'll know that game time on Saturday night as as Memphis will play Tulsa on Saturday night on the road, but um, not not a great looking deal when when you're you're taking a reverse for six yards in the first quarter and you kind of just go down just knowing a hit's coming or whatever, and then you get up and you kind of jog over the sideline and and then just start messing with your foot and. And, and then you end up in a walking boot before the game's over. So um, they'll they'll certainly be monitoring that one and you know trying to figure out uh, what they'll what they'll do to kind of get this offense back to what it was heading into the game, which was a really efficient, clean looking offense for the most part this season. They didn't have the deep threat with with Robertson out. He can really just blow the top off of the defense. And Shane Bouchelle has a lot of a lot of trust to to put it up on top and let them go get it. And as we saw in the in the win over Temple, when they did that plenty of times um, for their big day together, now really the defense for the Cougars really changed the way they played SMU. I thought they played tighter coverage kind of across the board. Um, if you looked at one of the deep balls that Bouchelle threw prior to him hitting James Prochet kind of late in the game for a deep one, uh, it was double coverage. I know he was just kind of letting James go up and make a play, but that'll be something to monitor because Sonny Dykes did say after the game, you know, Shane has a penchant for for going deep against Reggie and uh, Reggie going deep to Reggie, and and now that you know, when, once he was out of the game, he didn't do that as much. So that's key because I I think one Xavier Jones he had some tough running at times, but. Um, you know, also also blew that 62-yard touchdown run that was unbelievable uh, out. But be, if, if Robertson can't go, that'll be, you know, a blow to Xavier Jones, too, and just kind of the room he has running the ball. So overall, I mean, a huge price to pay uh, potentially for SMU with Reggie Robertson 
getting hurt early in the Houston game, and 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 now, I mean, his status definitely in question. Rasheed Rice is the one that they'll they'll lean on to to play in in Robertson's place, and it'll be interesting to see how the staff approaches it if if Reggie can't play, will they go towards a a look with 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 Calvin Wiggins potentially coming in with his elite speed? He was second in the state 200 meter as a as a high school senior. Will they use one of his games that he has left before redshirting to in this critical critical game? I don't know if they'll do that. Um, with with the Memphis game being just what it is, it's probably going to be a top 25 matchup. If they take care of business, ESPN College Game Day will be there. And so what will that do if you do decide to put Calvin Wiggins in there? I mean, these young guys are working to, to try and break through, and, and certainly Calvin Wiggins is one that has talent. But will they even c- consider throwing him out there in a, in a game of that magnitude? That'll be something to watch if, if Robertson can't go. So overall, look, guys, there's a lot of complaining and things like that. As a, you know, Somebody even on our board said, well, you know, they blew an opportunity to showcase the program. I, I just, I don't see that. You're going on the road. It's a difficult thing to do in this league is, is go on the road, short week. You had a really physical football game against Temple uh, not five days ago. Then you got to come back, get emotionally right. They were not. They were flat. That's for sure. Sonny Dyke said that. Everybody said that after the game, and you could tell. But in terms of missing out on a showcase for the program, they went on the road and won at Houston for the first time since 2005. They they beat a team that resonates with people nationally. Houston, look, guys, Houston didn't look incredible by any means. I mean, SME forced three turnovers, did not have a turnover uh, in terms of interception or fumble. That opening drive, Reggie Robertson drops a touchdown. Next drive, Kylan Granson drops a touchdown. It, it's just one of those things where they did not make the plays that they normally make in a game. But at the end of the day, they they scored 34 points. They had a lot of pressure on Clayton Toon all night. They had seven sacks. If you're a defensive lineman, how do you not want to play for SMU after getting seven sacks? It's the second time this season they've had seven or more sacks in a game. That's impressive. And it's a 19th straight game they've had a takeaway. So, And, and by the way, to top it all off, they're 8-0. So I just don't I don't I don't get that narrative. I thought they overcame a lot of SMU kind of beating themselves at times, which is somewhat rare um, over the course of this season for them to do. They were not themselves. They had a short week. Now they have 10 days to get right and get ready for a Memphis game. That's another showcase. And look, I don't think Memphis is what Memphis has been in the past. I mean, they don't have Daryl Henderson. They don't have Pollock. Brady White still isn't Paxton Lynch back there putting up 60 points a game or anything like that. And it's it's a game where SMU can certainly win if they play up to their standard, which they have earlier in the season. If they play like they did against TCU, if they come out like they did against USF, they can beat Memphis on the road and, and kind of move on to 9-0. and it is something where if they don't play as well and still come away with the win, are you going to complain about a showcase? No. Uh, is Houston the Houston team that it's been in the past? No. Are they still talented? Yes, they are. They actually have just as 
probably a shade less of, of talent that's actually playing on the field than SMU. I mean, you can look at the the calculator on 24-7 sports, which determines college team talent, and, and that'll tell you that. And and while they're redshirting Derek King and they're redshirting um, Keith Corbin, you take those two guys out, and to be honest, guys, in terms of total points, Houston's probably still ahead of SMU in terms of what talent they actually tried it out there. So, and it's just, you got to just get wins on the road when you can take them. So, Anyway, anyone kind of complaining about last night's win, I just got think you got to kind of take it for what it is. Ugly win. You need those over the course of a season. You, It's not always going to be pretty. It really isn't. And so you've got to accept that they were able to go into Houston and get a key win for them and set up this mega matchup with, with Memphis. So with that, we're going to break down some other thoughts of mine from the game on the other side of the break. We'll be right back with the Pony Stampede podcast right after this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Pony Stampede podcast. Thanks for listening. A quick reminder, as we're transcribing those interviews and, and getting all the scoop that we can for you guys on Pony Stampede, Leave us a quick rating. Leave us a quick review on the podcast. Tell us how we're doing and how we can get better. Appreciate you guys for doing that and to li- for listening to the Pony Stampede podcast. All right, so defensively, I-, I thought one SMU was able to get after Clayton Toon all night. I think the seven sacks were a really, really important part of the game. Once again, Delonte Scott with a key sack late. Demrick Gary probably could have gotten to him on that last play as well. Uh, but Scott gets credited for the sack, kind of similar to, to Arkansas State, was able to get a late sack that really seal, sealed things. And, I mean, I think when you look at the defensive performance last night, there were certainly some some moments of, of just – complete and utter collapses. And and that happens in today's college football. It, it really does. And they have to be a, a, a ton better defensively uh, against Memphis. They really do. And they've got some things to correct. They'll have a, a while. But one thing I give, I'll give Kevin Kane a lot of credit for is anytime, most times, they need a stop. They really need one. They need to put the game out of reach. The second to last Houston drive, where they they drive a little bit and then they get the fourth down opportunity and what do they do? They bring the house and they put the best player covering. Um, I forgot what who who the pass was intended for on the Houston side of things, 
but they put Rodney Clemens over there that was able to get the get the deflection, get the takeaway, or get the um, you know force the incompletion and 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 seal the game. And it was exactly like TCU. You know, he he brought he brought the pressure. He knew that he had to get the ball out of it, uh, Clayton Toon's hands really quickly, and and he didn't really he didn't get it done. And that's what matters. And I question a good bit of kind of the late game management. I mean, not not running the ball. If you're going to throw the ball on on SMU's, um, I guess officially second to last, or well, no, last possession. If you're going to if you're going to throw the ball on first down. Or if you're gonna run the ball on first down and then throw it on second, I, I just I don't like that. I would have opened with the pass, kind of get them off balance, and see what you do from there. And on the flip side of it, you've got to make force Houston to to use another timeout. I mean, that is that's a team that didn't know how to use their their timeouts in the first half. They did not do a good job managing the uh, the clock in the first half. They took all three timeouts. They couldn't use them late. If I'm asking me, I'm making Houston use the timeouts because that's the team that when they use them, I mean, or when they don't have them available, they can't draw anything up. I, I just, I felt like SMU should have forced Houston to use a timeout and I would have probably run it on second and third down, passed it on first, see where things kind of went on that first down play and let that kind of determine things. And yeah, I, I wouldn't have gone full blown conservative, but Anyway, it set up SMU's defense where they needed a stop and they and they needed to get one, and that's what happened. And yeah, I, I think SMU manufactures a lot of their own luck defensively. I don't think that there's you know bounces that are going their way because of this or that. It's it's because they're getting pressure. It's because they're harassing the quarterback, and they play really hard and and they and they punch a ball out or they. Um, force a fumble or do whatever. And and so I, I just I give SMU's defense a lot of credit for when they need to stop the most, they normally can get it. And so anyway, that 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 was a big key for me last night. Obviously Trevor Denbo needs to play a lot better. Uh, he he took some horrible angles. He really had a rough night defensively. But you know what? I'll give him a lot of credit because punting the ball and what he's doing there, he's gotten better each week at it. And honestly, it was probably one of the differences in the game that he was able to punt the ball he the way he did, downing it inside the five, I think a couple times, definitely inside the 10 a couple times, and setting Houston up with a long field. Now, granted, next play, once he gets him down inside the inside the four, Marquez Stevenson you know, goes 96 yards, and, and he took a bad angle, missed the tackle, and he went all the way. So that's stuff that we haven't seen from SMU, they're probably not, uh, DeMonte Cox, he's really good, but Stevenson's one of the best receivers they're going to face all year, so glad that game is behind them for them in terms of facing Stevenson, but um, they'll have to clean up some of their coverage alignments, I think more than anything, that's been, that's what's been killing them at times the past, really kind of couple weeks when, when they've kind of had some, they've had busts, like true busts against Tulsa, and then against Temple, they had some moments where they there were guys like wide open and things like that. They've kind of they've got to clean up things on that and um, kind of move on. But I'll 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 kind of end with this. Kevin Robledo, what a job by him! Really, really uh, clutch. And it, it kind of again reminded me of uh, Russell Roberts uh, kicking that that field goal against uh, TCU, and and Robledo ends up doing it twice. You know, two key field goals, making all of his extra points. And it was funny, somebody who's listening to this podcast, I'm sure right now, 
said to me, hey, can you break down how bad uh, the kicking game has been and, and how it's going to get better? And that was before the game. And so anyway, uh, here's me breaking it down. They were perfect on, on Thursday night when they needed it most. They needed those kicks. Without them, obviously, they're going to overtime. And Houston's kicker was excellent as well. So if it would have come down to SMU missing a kick and Houston not having to go score a touchdown or not and it, not getting into a uh, situation where they were going to have to tie it with a kick or if SMU would have missed an extra point and missed a field goal like they have in the past this year, I mean, Houston's driving to win the game on a field goal with a really good kicker from, from about 50 yards out. So Robledo was key. I thought the kick coverage unit was great. C.J. Sanders had a nice return on the night. So overall, it, the special teams really stepped up for SMU. They, they limited Houston and, and didn't allow things to kind of get crazy there on the special team side of things, which they often can in, in Thursday night matchups. So to kind of put a button on this, guys, SMU's got a long week now to rest, recover, figure out what's going to happen with, with, with Reggie Robertson, uh, get a plan on that. I'm sure they'll know sooner rather than later, rather than Monday, like Sonny Dyke said, after the game. That'll be a big thing. Delano Robinson, and I forgot to mention this, but Delano Robinson's targeting was a big, big deal. For him to be out of the game, I think you know, people realize just how important he is to SMU, and and certainly, um, you know, we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll get him back against Memphis, and that'll be a big thing because having him back, he's kind of an unsung hero type guy, and and people didn't really realize how important he is until he ended up until he ended up being out the entire game. I thought Brian Holloway played well in his spot at times, but a lot of times he looked he looked lost trying to make tackles and, and do all those things. So we will uh, we will certainly uh, be watching Delano Robinson and his impact next game as he returns against Memphis. But with that, guys, we're going to wrap up this edition of the Pony Stampede podcast. I want you guys to also uh, spread the word for us. We're doing a deal right now where if you buy one month, you get two free for new subscribers. So if you are a subscriber and you get somebody to sign up, let me know. Drop me a DM, drop me an email, and we will get you guys comp for for a little uh, as a little thank you for signing up and subscribing to Pony Stampede. Now, um, that'll do it for this edition of the Pony Stampede podcast. We'll have a ton of coverage kind of on what the staff is doing. I'm sure they're going to be out recruiting this weekend as well. We'll keep you guys updated as best we can on Reggie Robertson's status and all that more as SMU now prepares for a massive matchup against Memphis. So keep it locked on Pony Stampede all week leading up to that one. And and it'll be a fun one as uh, it'll probably be college game day there too. So hope everyone has a great and safe weekend.